0: Welcome to the Innovation Engine podcast. Since 2014, we've been bringing you conversations with some of the world's leading authorities on innovation. Topics we cover include technology, culture, leadership, and more. Coming to you from Three Pillar Global Studio in Fairfax, Virginia, here's your host, Will Sherlin.
1: Welcome back to the Innovation Engine podcast. On this week's episode, We'll be talking about a soon-to-be-released tool that will help you visualize all the gears and levers that drive your business forward. Among the topics we'll discuss are how energy, information, and rules are the three constants that move any business forward, three other constants that they are commonly known as, and the benefits any corporate leaders stand to gain from modeling their business. Here with us today to discuss all that and more is Mark Rubin the founder of Visualizer, and a serial entrepreneur. Mark cannot dunk a basketball or count cards in Vegas, but he was born with an uncanny talent for visual thinking. He has owned and grown several wildly successful national franchises and credits his achievements to his innovative method of business visualization. Mark works directly with business coaches and consultants to develop Visualizer diagrams for their clients and you can find him on Twitter at at Mark Ian Rubin. You can learn more about Visualizer at visualizer.com. That's B-I-S-U-A-L-I-Z-E-R.com or at businessvisualization.com. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. Thanks. It's
0: great to be here today.
1: Absolutely. We're thrilled to have you. So, Mark, let me start off by asking, we had a great prep call yesterday during which time I got to see a demo of how you came up with the idea behind Visualizer. So it's something you've been working on for many years, but some of the general ideas behind it have been with you since you were a kid. Can you share with listeners what the 12-year-old version of you and Leonardo da Vinci have in common?
0: Well, it's a funny story, and I'll tell you a, a, a version of it that I didn't tell you yesterday. But when I was a kid... I played with marbles, and I used to roll the marbles down a ramp next to my bed, and I would stack up dominoes at the end of the ramp and count how many dominoes were knocked over as a function of the starting height. So the higher up I put the marble on the ramp, the more dominoes that got knocked over, and I became very good at measuring things like that, and I could run these sort of simulations in my imagination to try different heights and different numbers of dominoes that were knocked over. And what happened was, as a result of this, I ended up with marbles all over the floor in my room. Every day I had hundreds of marbles all over the floor in my room, and I had to pick them up. So I started thinking, maybe I could make a machine that where I'm rolling a marble down a ramp, it could pick a marble up from the ramp and put it back on top of the ramp. And if I could do that, that type of machine would spin around forever. And uh, long story short, I ended up with a machine that uh, is the same machine uh, that Da Vinci made, or he sketched. And uh, it's a machine, uh, type of machine that I call an energy and information system. And that's something that has carried with me throughout the years in terms of looking at systems in terms of energy and information and trying to build models of them in my imagination. It's actually not possible to make a working perpetual motion machine. Da Vinci and I came to the same conclusion there.
1: Okay. And let's fast forward a few years and establish your entrepreneurial bona fides with listeners a bit, if you don't mind. Can you, sure. sh- can you share with listeners a bit of information about your business background and how that has impacted and then ultimately led to the creation of Visualizer?
0: Sure. Yeah. I started uh, in business, my own business, uh, when I was probably 15 years old. Uh, I used to mow lawns in my neighborhood and do odd jobs around the neighborhood. And that's actually when I started to develop the model of what a business might look like. But it wasn't really until I got into uh, the current business that I'm in now, which is a franchise for 1-800-GOT-JUNK, which is a junk removal company, it wasn't until I got into that business that I really began to develop the concepts of business visualization into what became a Visualizer. Um, I currently own six franchises, five are 1-800-GOT-JUNK franchises, and one is a franchise called You Move Me, which is a moving company. And I noticed that all these businesses work the same way. The mechanics of the business were, were all identical, and that ultimately led to the creation of what is now Visualizer, which is a software that allows you to model businesses in a certain way.
1: And you mentioned in the first answer energy and information systems. So yeah. e- energy, information, and rules are three forces at play that you fundamentally believe make a business go round, literally. So what are you talking about when you talk about those three things and what are the three other words or labels that are commonly applied to them?
0: All systems are based on the interaction of three things, energy, information and rules. And when I say energy, what I'm talking about are the things that are in motion or the things that are changing within the system. And when I talk about information, I'm talking about things that you can measure, like metrics or key performance indicators and rules are the reasons why the energy is converted into information and to answer your question in a more practical sense in a business money is the thing that's in motion you're moving money through a system and there's a way to represent that graphically and information is the stuff that you measure in the business and there's a way to represent that graphically by mapping out the processes in the business and uh, in also in the business the reason why a business works it's because people are doing the work. They have a certain performance, and that maps to the rules in the business. So basically, the way that it works is people are moving money in a business while executing processes, and there's a way to draw a picture of those, the interaction of those three things as it unfolds over time, and that's what Visualizer does. And
1: so you make it sound so simple, but why is running a business so hard
0: uh, well, that's that's a that's a big question. Uh, so, <laughs> it can be hard for a lot of reasons, but the main reason, I, I in my opinion, the the main reason business can be hard is because of um, is managing people can be difficult because we learn to manage people typically from the bad managers that managed us. People don't invest the, the time and money and energy necessary in learning management skills, and I think that contributes to the difficulty that we have in running businesses because ultimately. Um, people want to know how they're measured. They want to know what good looks like. They want to know what great looks like. And they want to communicate their feelings to the people that are around them. And in typical uh, work environments, uh, I don't think we foster any of those three things. And as a result, that makes business hard. I don't think the mechanics of business is difficult with the exception of people. So many people go
1: to Burning Man Seeking Enlightenment and but you're one of the lucky few who can stake a claim to have actually achieved it while there. How did Burning Man play a key part in the development of Visualizer?
0: That's a great question. I have been thinking about business visualization in the context uh, that is now Visualizer since 2004, and I could not figure out how to explain it to other people, and I couldn't figure out how to convert it into something that people could use. It took me three years from 2004 to 2007, of thinking pretty much every day um, of how I could explain this idea to people, and I went to Burning Man in 2007, and at Burning Man, I saw a sculpture that was in motion. It was spinning around, and it was being hit with a strobe light, and the strobe light was flashing at a certain frequency, and the end result of this is it looked like a movie. So so imagine a carousel spinning around that's being flashed at a certain frequency with a light, and you string those flashes together, and it makes a movie. So I started thinking about this, and I thought, you know, I have an image in my mind of what a business looks like, and if I could freeze it in some way, I could draw a picture of it. And if I could draw a picture of it, I could explain it to people. And so my inspiration from Burning Man came from the fact that I figured out how you could put a series of images together to make a video, and I figured out how to do that in reverse, how to freeze a video and create a series of images. And that's what I do in Visualizer.
1: So everyone is looking to pinpoint areas of inefficiency in their business, and you've described Visualizer as a means of delivering insight into the operations of a business. How does Visualizer actually do that?
0: Well, what it does is it deconstructs a business into the three areas that I mentioned before, which is money, processes, and people. And what you do is you put in numbers for the money. And specifically, you add numbers that represent the stages of the sales funnel, and you put in numbers that represent the income statement and also the budget. And Visualizer converts those numbers into a series of gears and cogs and pulleys that define the system, that represents the money portion of the business. The next step is you identify the processes that are resulting in those segments of money. And you assign process names to each segment of money and you color code them uh, where green is good, amber is just okay, and red is bad. So now you have a picture of gears and pulleys and chains that represent the structure of the business. And on top of that, now you have the processes that are making that money move And the third step is you assign people to those processes, and you also color code their performance. Where green is good, amber is just okay, and red is bad. And when you're done, you have a picture that shows you the money, the processes, and the people, where it's working well, which is green, where it's working just okay, which is amber, and where it's working poorly, which is red. And that's how you do it.
1: And are there are there certain types of companies that you think visualizer is ideally suited for? Is it for startups, for B2C companies, for companies of a certain size looking to scale?
0: Visualizer is is best for businesses that are between zero and twenty million dollars in revenue. Uh, it will work on any kind of business. The reason I'm capping it at twenty million dollars is because the models simply get too big. And uh, from a from a, uh, uh, a physical perspective, the models become gigantic, and the bigger the business gets. And also, bigger businesses tend to have other systems for managing productivity that Visualizer would probably duplicate. So this is sort of for the small, you know, smaller size businesses that don't have systems in place for visualization or for key performance indicator measurement and things like that.
1: And I know that you're using it, or at least you have, have set up one of your franchises on it for one 800 got because it's something that you use to actively monitor and, and measure the health of, of your own businesses?
0: Yes, we measure, uh, we measure things quarterly using Visualizer, and I have on my wall uh, one of the diagrams, and we, use, we reference the diagram uh, weekly to go through an explanation of, you know again, where we're working well, where we need to improve and so on. So we use it um, frequently in the business and talk about, you know, how we can use it uh, in, in new lines of business as well.
1: Yeah. And you, you mentioned to me yesterday when we spoke that in some respects, Visualizer was one huge quest for you to be understood. Why was that so important for you? And why is this information something that you want to share with the world rather than, say, continuing to use it for just your personal gain?
0: That is a deep philosophical question, <laughs> but I'll try to answer it the best I can. I've, I've always had models in my mind, uh, even as a kid, and I think in terms of models. Uh, I have rarely been able to explain them to other people. Um, and even when I made that, that machine, uh, the perpetual motion machine, uh, even though I knew that it wouldn't work um, when, I, when I built it, I wanted to explain it. Uh, in this case, to my father. And I showed it to him. And he said something like, um, you know, how do you know that it doesn't work? And I said, I can see it. And he said, what do you see? And I said, circles, lines, and colors. And he didn't understand. And that stayed with me uh, throughout my whole life is, is, is imagining things that are complex and changing uh, and not being able to explain to people what I can see. So this project became an example of, of that type of thinking, of having something in your mind that's complicated that you want to express and working and working and working and working until people finally understand what you're saying. So I hope that answered the first part of your question, which is why it's important to me, is I feel like uh, I just want to connect on a deep level with people about things that are important to me. You could consider it like this is like my music. If I was, if I was a musician, I would want people to hear my song, well, I'm not a musician. I have no musical talent whatsoever, but I have good visualization skills and I want, I want to show people what it looks like, what a business looks like. Right. And I, yes, I
1: was thinking this is your, your version of the great American novel, perhaps.
0: Exactly. Exactly. This is my version of, this is my great American novel. It's pictures, but that's what this is. Yeah. And as far as not using it for personal gain, uh, I've been successful in business and I attribute a large portion of my success to my visualization skills. And I want to give back. I mean, uh, I feel like um, I've been fortunate and I want to share that with other people. So if they can, they can leverage what I'm building with Visualizer to improve their businesses, uh, that'd make me really happy. So that's why I'm doing it.
1: Yeah. And you, you mentioned that you've kind of always seen the world this way. Is, is the is the visualization aspect of how you see things something that you have consciously worked to, um, you know, to, to strengthen, or, you know, or, or is it just, just how your mind works? Well, that, I'll answer
0: the question in reverse. I think primarily in pictures, obviously talk using words, and there's an area in between where there are no words to, to explain things. Um, so I've been working over the years to not improve my visualization skills, but to improve my verbal skills. And I've been studying language and communication for a few years to get to the point where we could even have this discussion. So, and at least you could, you know, track what I'm saying and you could understand what, you know, how the, the tool works and so on. So, um, it's not that I've honed up on my visualization skills, I'm working to improve my overall communication skills and 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 move the the, the ball down the field that way.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's working. So uh, <laughs> nice work, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Uh, so Mark, let me ask. I know that Visualizer has been has been many years in the making. You mentioned first having the idea for it in 2004. Can you give yes. listeners an idea of what the path to commercialization has been like, and kind of where you are with the process, and how you see you know the next, the next little while, the next small window of time, let's say, unfolding?
0: Sure. Uh, well, I decided that I was going to wait until after I created my website, which is called businessvisualization.com, dot uh, com, to get to the point where I would start the software. The reason for that is I felt like if I could create a website that describes my project in detail, then I could take a software developer, point them to the website, and they would understand what the project was about. So it, I didn't start the website until 2014. Uh, I, I had many other versions of this, but in 2014, I started the website, finished it, and in 20, it took me a year to, to really get that dialed in. And in 2016, April this year, the website was far enough along that I felt that it was the right time to hire a developer to help me um, you know, create the software. And so we've been cooking away on the software for, I guess, the last nine months. Uh, and where we are right now is we are going to launch the beta in January of 2017 and really try to, to, to ramp up the number of uh, people that are using the tool and also get their feedback so I can incorporate their feedback in the future versions of the product. So certainly in Q1 of 2017, we will have a, a beta product up and running. Okay, nice. And folks
1: should go to, is it, is it visualizer.com to, uh, to, to sign up for a trial?
0: Yes, they should go to visualizer.com, and there's a contact form in there, and they should request uh, information, and I will get back to them right away.
1: Okay, nice. What has the development process been like? Has it been uh, of the software itself? Has it been enjoyable, painful, exciting, all, all of the above? Uh, all of the
0: above. It's been it's been a lot of fun, and and you know even in the the nine months or so we've been working on the project, uh, the what has been the most surprising and interesting thing is the degree that we've pivoted and changed the way we're visually presenting the information to people. Um, it's gone through a lot of iterations. And it's become much simpler as time has gone on. I started with something that was much more complicated and we keep simplifying, 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 simplifying. So uh, for me, in terms of the software development process, it's been really enriching to get to the point where I can show someone the models and they intuitively understand it versus having to explain it, um, you know, and then having them understand it. So it's been enriching and fun is to to answer your question. Yeah. And
1: so you know I, I have the benefit of having given uh, of having been given a demo of it yesterday uh, and, and hopefully maybe we can get some screenshots of it from you that we could include in, uh, in our you know material that we publish f- uh, alongside this uh, alongside this podcast episode. Um, but but if you if you were to kind of describe what visualizer looks like to people, uh, what what words would you use to do that? which is, I know what you just said you hate having to do, but, but let me no, ask. No, you. no, I no,
0: I, I, <laughs> I, <have to, laughs> I don't hate having to do it. I have to do a better <laughs> job of doing it. So that's what it is. But no, no, no. I mean, I can answer the question simply. Uh, Visualizer deconstructs a business into uh, something that looks like a machine and cogs, gears, pulleys. And based on the operation of that machine, you determine the overall efficiency of the business. And then you can see pinpoint exactly where in the business, you need to focus your attention to create the biggest gains for improvement. Visualizer basically creates a model of a part of the business that I call production. And production is the doing of the work, okay? There are a lot of parts of the business that uh, are not included in production. For example, like leadership. Leadership is a thing that happens in a business that exists but is not something that you typically pay people to do. Uh, another good example of that is, is uh, something that people do that is, not, uh, that is part of a business but is not represented in Visualizer is the concept of a story. What's your business story? What's the, when did it start? How did it work? And so on and so forth. The reason I'm telling you these things is that Visualizer just models the parts of the business that involve money, processes, and people. And um, there's many other parts of a business Many other, many other things that you have to do to have a business. Um, and I'm saying this poorly, but Visualizer just focuses on production.
1: So, Mark, you mentioned that the that Visualizer is for companies with anywhere from 0 to $20 million in revenue. If you're a pre-revenue startup with $0 in revenue, why would you want to create a Visualizer?
0: Yeah, so the reason, uh, the, let me ask you a different way. If you were going to build a house that didn't exist yet, would you want a blueprint? Yes. Okay. Visualizer creates a blueprint of a business, and the business the business could be existing in operation, or it could be imaginary, meaning that you're just developing it and it hasn't done one dollar of revenue yet. And the benefit of creating the model in Visualizer for a business that that hasn't started yet is that you can identify uh, what you expect to happen in terms of the money, the processes, and the people. And then it becomes much easier to actually make a plan to build those things, just like with a blueprint. And it's also useful to, build, to use a blueprint when you work with other people. So when you're designing a business from scratch and you're working on a team, what's in one person's head is different than what's in another person's head. By having a common diagram that you can refer to, just like a blueprint, you get everyone literally on the same page. And I think that's incredibly important.
1: Yeah. And, and let me ask one more question. Um, For folks that that may be interested in doing this but aren't really sure what it would take to get started, it's a pretty simple, small list of inputs that you need to create a visualizer diagram. Can you walk through what some of those component parts are?
0: Sure. Uh, Visualizer, in the first case, models the money in the business. And and when I talk about money in the business, I'm talking about numbers. And those numbers come from three things. Your sales funnel information – which is the way people are coming into the business, your income statement numbers, which represents the actual money that you received or spent, and your budget numbers. So for every one of those numbers I just mentioned, sales funnel and income statement, you have to know if those numbers are good, okay, or bad. And that establishes the color coding for each of those things. The next thing you need to understand is for every one of those numbers you just entered into the tool, what are the processes that are driving them? You must be doing something that results in, for example, uh, spending money on marketing. There must be some sort of marketing process, uh, for example. And you identify all those processes that are connected to those numbers. And then the final thing you do is you uh, identify all the people in the business. Uh, and you, what, as far as inputs, what you need are pictures of the people. You need their names and you need their roles. What, what job do they do? And all those inputs get added together and create a visual model.
1: Okay, nice. Uh, well, Mark, it's a uh, as I've mentioned a few times, a fascinating tool. I'm sure that tons of listeners out there will be uh, will be curious to get their hands on it to figure out how they can map out their business and figure out the relative uh, health and and um, success that they are having. Uh, thanks so much for joining us to talk about Visualizer and uh, best of luck in, uh, in getting it launched. Can't wait to see what happens with it.
0: <laughs> Me too. Thanks a lot. It was my pleasure. I really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. If you'd like to learn more about Visualizer, you can visit the website at visualizer.com. Again, that's B-I-S-U-A-L-I-Z-E-R.com. You can also learn more about it at businessvisualization.com. As Mark mentioned, you can contact him through the Visualizer website to be among the first who gets access to the Visualizer software once it is launched. If you'd like to learn more about Mark Rubin, you can follow Mark on Twitter at If you liked what you heard on this episode, please help us spread the word about the podcast on social media. If your social media network of choice is Twitter, please don't forget to mention and at 3PillarGlobal in your tweets. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. The Innovation Engine podcast is produced by 3Pillar Global, a product lifecycle management and software development company based in Fairfax, Virginia. You can subscribe to The Innovation Engine on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher Radio. And you can also ensure that you never miss an episode by going to 3pillarglobal.com slash podcast and subscribing to receive fresh episodes in your inbox each time one comes out. You can also download our very own iOS app by going to the iTunes App Store and searching for the Innovation Engine podcast. If you like what you hear on the Innovation Engine and you live in the world of product and software development, you may like our sister podcast, Take Three. Head on over to soundcloud.com slash take three pillar with the number three to hear my partner in crime julia slattery talking with three pillar team members to get quick takes on the trends technologies and tools that are changing the way software gets made and business gets done thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time